Hello everyone, this is Sunny. Welcome to the new episode of the Sunny Point Investing Podcast. So, there's been a while since I've not done an episode. I, I did one in January, haven't done so far one in February. So, this is the first episode of this month and there's been a delay. I've been traveling a lot. I've been going for work. I've uh, also went to Seattle. Um some stories from there that could be in our different podcasts related to coffee or coffee industry and restaurants and stuff like that but so yeah sorry for the delay first episode of february today we're going to um review something that we haven't done this time of the year which is the earning season um it was very high in january and now everyone has reported so right now this episode we're talking about the tech companies the four tech companies uh and their earnings and what what am i doing with their stocks so we'll be talking about facebook microsoft amazon and google here we go so we're going to go through all four companies uh in this episode for tech companies the big giants we're going to start with facebook we'll go to microsoft and then amazon and then google so in general we'll see we'll start with what are the main themes in that earnings that were watched that at least i was watching how are the earnings against that and then how am i positioned with the stocks and what do i suggest so let's start with facebook um Facebook the reaction to the stock this was the most positive out of all of the four the stock was in 130s 140s up to the earning it ran up to like late 140s but now it ran up then after earnings it spiked up to late 160s even 170 and it's come back to 160s now so kind of it has gone from the low of 125 or 130 earlier this year to 170 and now back to 160s So pretty positive reaction the most positive reaction among the four the two things that are being watched in my eyes um most is uh were the user numbers and um the operating margin numbers those were the two big concerns so what happened last quarter was last quarter was the first quarter in which the user numbers in the developed world um dropped from the similar quarter last year so the scare is not that facebook is saturated we already know that it's saturated in developed world but the scare was that that was a peak and it's going to go down so you know if you saturate the developed market and stay there and don't lose any ground that's totally fine you could increase the arpus over time if you don't have any more competition because the attention span um cumulatively keeps increasing and if you can offer more value you can show more ads so that was not the concern the concern was that the number of users would go down and last quarter was the first quarter it went down so that was the first concern user deceleration especially in the developed world the second concern um i mean also when we say user it's not only the numbers but also engagement so due to privacy issues people will trust less use less and post less on facebook share less data which in the whole mechanism pulls everything down So that was the first thing. The second thing was operating margins. So in the last quarter and the quarter before that, um there have been questions that the Facebook business model is under question in that there is a lot of more cost that has not been accounted 
that should go into security and privacy and checking the posts and validating the posts. That did not used to happen before. They've added like 20,000 workers to work on that, as they've said in past. And they've kept guiding for the operating margins to come down from like 50s to 40s to mid-30s. That was the guide uh, the CFO did last quarter that like just punished the stock. So for the first, uh, so those were the two things being watched. Now let's see how they did on both of them. And the good performance on these two is primarily the reason I'm thinking the stock went up so much. So first of all, user base, um, there was no deceleration this time around. So what we saw last quarter was maybe just a downtick from the GDPR concerns. Maybe some people did not sign up for all the rights um, and the Facebook app and they stopped using after the GDPR concerns. But that was it. That was just one quarter, just a $1 million uh, downtick that we saw in the European numbers. This time, actually, we saw, uh, we saw growth. So overall, on the global basis, the user growth continued. It was 9%. Now, uh, the monthly active users on the platform are $2.32 billion uh, people, and the daily active users are 1.528 billion people. So the ratio of daily to monthly at two-thirds, that's 66%, remains the same. So there's no drop in... Um, there's no drop in uh, engagement. So people are coming out to the app as often as they did before. And no less people are coming. Actually, more people are coming. So um, in developed world has stabilized and overall the people are growing. So and as far as the engagement numbers are staying the same, you're actually making more dollars and more ads because there are more people overall and your average revenue per user is increasing. Uh, your average revenue per user in developed world is also increasing way fast and your users are the same so you're making more money showing more ads so that's why we saw a jump in average revenues per users across the board and engagement on the same plus nine percent of audience so as a result um, that worry was put to place second worry was at the operating margin so while the while the guide was down last quarter this time was the first quarter we saw the operating margin also stabilize and grow up. So the last four quarters, the operating margin has been going down. This was the first time on quarter on quarter it increased from 42% to 46%. It seems like it has stabilized, and over time, I believe, as they keep in, um, adding more AI-based options to algorithms to detect and variously uh, feed out different things, they would have lower costs of supervision. So... Those two things were the major worries. They performed good on both of them. Business has stabilized. Um, advertisers never bothered, blinked an eye anyways. So Instagram continues to grow. Facebook as a platform, user engagement continues to grow, although saturated, but growth in developing markets. So, you know, the mechanism where developing markets are growing, but the average revenue per user is not that much in developing markets. So over time, Still, it would make sense for the margin to go a little bit down, but maybe not so much. Maybe they were really sandbagging and creating a buffer, so they would do well. Um, now, if I take a step back and look at their balance sheet and what the business looks like and the valuation looks like, I would summarize this in a way that right now um, they have $41 billion in cash. So going by their history, now they have enough money to start another acquisition. The major problem, though, is how their brand is now looked at politically and whether it would allow it um, 
Facebook to do another acquisition or not. But anyways, um, they have $41 billion in cash and their market cap is $462 billion right now at stock price of $162. So 10% of, um, of their whole market cap is in cash right now. They don't pay the dividends, so they have for it to keep. Um, right now, if you look at the next year, the revisions have been upwards after this earnings. Now, this year, which is 2019, next year, which is 2020, revenues are now slated to grow at 23% and 20%. So revenue expectations have gone up a little bit. The earnings 2019 is going to be a stable year with about the same earnings. But the next year, the earnings estimate really jumped. Now we're saying that next year the growth would be 17-18%. So hopefully with one year stagnation, it would be back to 20-25% growth in the earnings. And if we see that, then right now the stock is trading at 18 times forward, which is 18 times 2020 earnings. And if you discount it for 10% cash, it is 16 times earnings. 16 times 2020 earnings, although I understand it's very early in 19 to look at 2020 earnings, but... A little bit early, not too early, but 18 times forward, X cash, I would say 16 times forward. I would look at this stock to be like 20 times forward going by the year end if there is no more negative surprises. So that would be 20-25% return I'm looking at. And hence, I'm going and adding a little bit more rather than taking profits right now if you had banked too much on this. And the recent scandals made you a little bit uncomfortable. You can take a little bit off. But then, as for me, um, I'm not taking anything off the table. There's a good rise, but it's backed off by stabilization business. Cash is growing. Earnings, hopefully, will be back up. Hopefully, there would be no more negative surprises, no more things to deal with. And we'll keep going up from here. Stabilization is behind us, and valuation looks really cheap with respect to the growth if that continues next year. So we're going to watch that story. And that's my positioning. Now in the last segment, next segment, sorry, sorry. Um, let's talk about Microsoft and Amazon. In this segment, let's discuss Microsoft and Amazon. So Microsoft on a whole, I would say it was a nothing burger quarter. There was nothing substantial either way that should change the story, change the theme, change the narrative. Um, the stock, it, the initial outset did not react well. It was like 3-4% down. Now it's recovered. Now it's almost where it was before, a little bit higher. But the thing is, it was always in a good trend. It was always rising and beating the market since like last two years, three years. Um, so it's been good. And all it did was spend time. Um, so let's look at the quarter. After many quarter of continuous beats, this was the first inline quarter where the performance was across the board in line with expectations, a little bit here, a little bit there. But maybe that was why the stock was under a little bit pressure, but mainly it was because it had risen so much. So there was a strong growth where it mattered, 76% growth in Azure, 34% in office commercial uh, in decreasing order. LinkedIn was up 29%, Dynamics was up 17%. Oh, Surface was up 39%, and then Search 14%, Gaming 8%. The only two things that were not kind of good was the Office Consumer was just up by 1%, and Windows OEM was down 5%. So, again, because the story of the growth has been in the cloud, and then there are a bunch of businesses that are cash cows, and there are a bunch of businesses it's getting into, like LinkedIn, and... um. 
surface. So the growth story, as I said, has been focused on cloud. So we're seeing the Azure growth, for example, was 76%, and the cloud on a whole was growing at 20%, now which is almost one-third the whole business. So that is a part where valuation is edged to the growth. And as far as cloud keeps growing, as far as cloud keeps uh, beating or meeting the expectations, the growth story will continue. And the valuation will be continuing to be a little bit premium than the market, which it is right now. So on a whole, uh, nothing but a good quarter, as in like it was not changing the story in any way. Usually it beats this time, it meets the expectations, and the stops just spins um, sometimes sideways. That's very normal. And on a whole, it's a very dependable business. It has very dependable business lines, which have recurring customers with higher sticking costs and uh, network advantages, as in platform advantages of having so many companies on similar platforms. Its traditional businesses are not going anywhere while the growth continues to keep chugging along. On a whole, if you take a step back again, now at almost $110, um, the market cap is almost sorry, $850. Uh, if you carry the cash out, it's a little bit less than $800. So about 78% of cash in um, of the market cap is present. And the growth after the cloud growth has been continuing. Now the annual growth is about 10 to 15% in sales on the base of like $120, $130 billion. That's a lot. And very dependable, continuous, consistent growth. So 10 to 12% of revenue growth story, 10 to 15% EPS growth story, and 1.5 to 2.5% dividend story. That's what the story is. And what would you give for a very dependable business with 15% growth in EPS and 2% in dividends? Maybe 17, 18, 20 times? That's where it trades. So it's pretty fairly trading right now. It hasn't had a dip. Um, I hope it had a grip so that I can catch up and add more. I've been waiting to add more on Microsoft, but let's see. Maybe we would have to keep adding at fair valuation because it may not get cheap anytime soon because it is not being disappointing in earnings. So it hasn't given that opportunity for the market to really discount itself. When recently when the markets fell down, people were saying it will finally technically break down in like early 90s and go down to 80s, but it hasn't happened. So company continues to do well and just doesn't offer any reason for people to sell off like Facebook did, Amazon did. We're going to talk about that. Um, but Microsoft has been the most consistent and in terms of not only giving a reason to worry, but the stock on a whole as a market has been pretty consistent. So right now it trades at about 18 times 2020 earnings um, and sorry, uh, about 20 times forward earnings if you take out for cash and i think that's a pretty pretty decent multiple so no reason to really like you know bet the house and go big right now but no reason to sell as well the business continues to do well cloud continues to go do well uh the estimates continue to stabilize or go up so no point getting out of the story and getting in but i'm just watching for any reason for the market to for microsoft to correct and add more so very comfortable you know, invest and forget kind of story right now. Um, as soon as Nadella took took over, the growth story has been in place. We'll look for opportunities and add more. That's where I am. And that's where I think you should be if you have like a smaller allocation in Microsoft. So let's go to the next one, Amazon. 
So the reason that we're covering Microsoft and Amazon in this same segment is that they don't have a lot of going on in terms of like, um, we talked about Microsoft's quarter being like nothing of a story. Amazon did have a little story. Let's talk about that. So, but then both of them, what I'm trying to say is I feel like I can see both of them spending some time here where they are not going, you know, um, crazy in any direction right now. Whereas Facebook, I'm adding more and Google, as I'll just cover later, talk about later, I'm adding more as well. So Amazon right now, um, it was at about 1650. The stock fell down a little bit, but it recovered. And then now it's sideways. The only thing is like it has lost the momentum it once had like last year. And it's not an issue. It's not a problem. It's just like a something that is noticed recently that the earnings have not been able to push these guys, you know, outside the range they were in. It used to happen before, like all these stocks, they would earn, they would break the range and start earning, like start trading in a higher range. But Facebook got up, but it's still in the range. Amazon um, has lost its like the momentum it had last year and it's stuck in a range. But let's talk about the earnings. So the main thing it can be described in one line, if in one sentence, if you had to say the worry was that revenue guide was light and the margins were also under pressure. So if you don't take both of these together, if you do a little bit light on revenue and a little bit more on costs, that pushes, um, that puts more pressure on the earnings. So the Amazon has been valued so highly recently more so because of their uptrend in the earnings. Their earnings still continue to handsomely go up, but the problem, the worry is that if revenue growth slows down, which it eventually will from the base, which is so high, they did $232 billion in sales last year, so it will some it will slow down. It can't like always grow at 20-30% every year, but when that happens, people don't want to see at the same time the costs go up, so they could get some leeway on continued earnings growth. But still, don't get me wrong, still the growth is really phenomenal. Like, if you look at the earnings, last year it was $20 a share, this year it's even after the downward, slightly downward revision, and again upwards. Like, now it's 27 the next year it's still at $39, $40. So, it's still the worry. It hasn't come in numbers yet, but... It's a worry that if costs do go up like they did slightly this quarter, then what would happen if the revenue growth slows? So the revenue growth, which was 20 to 30%, you know, is slowing down a little bit now. Um, their guidance for the range for the next quarter, the lower end of that revenue growth was 10%. And that, for a growth story, seems to be a problem with some investors, and that's why it sold out. So that's, you know, some... Somewhat like booking holdings, you know, like the price line. It used to grow at 15%, 20%, 25%, 15%, And all of a sudden when it said that they would grow at 10 12%, 8%, 10%, the market really sold the stock off because they said um, that it was a transition from a growth company to a fairly moderately growing, more aptly it should be valued company. And that's why, that's where the value guys starting like, questioning what should be the value really and how much the growth should be priced in. But then again, the stock went up as they found out that the worries were not so um, the worries were not so deep. That was a quarter, two quarters down, and then it came back up. So looking at what really happened, why did they guide so less uh, compared to like the estimates? So while the on the good side, Alexa was pretty strong, Amazon Web Services, AWS was pretty strong. Those were the things 
AWS is the reason why the valuation is really going up. So that's pretty well backed. That's why we did not see a crack. It was not that AWS underperformed. That was pretty good. Um, the revenue light guidance, there were some reasons cited. If you want to see the reasons, there are two main reasons. First, the uncertainty was cited about the India's recently change in policy over how much um, self-internal um, brands, private brands, can they be selling? And many other adjustments related to that, that you need to do changes in the platform. So I guess they've accounted for it and in a more conservative way. We'll see what happens and how much does that business change. But I think this was a part of it. The second biggest part, the part that I see is Whole Foods is now almost 10% of the business. So while Whole Foods is a profitable business, while it will add more revenue to the bottom line, you know, while it would also add more operating income and net income to the bottom line, the growth, as far as you see in the percentage, will affect the whole Amazon's growth because Whole Foods was not that fast a growing business. Amazon, even with its base, was growing 20 to 30 percent, while Whole Foods' sims or sales were stagnant. I think now recently they went down. So it's not that fast a growing business. And now Whole Foods makes up about 10 percent of Amazon's whole business. So that seems... I mean, it depends on exactly which quarter you look at, but more or less it makes up 10% of the whole business, which, if it's not growing enough, then, as I said, it's profitable. It's adding profit dollars, and it should still... It, it's just funny how, you know, like, a higher base of earnings but lesser growth could change the valuation multiple because of the psychology of being it, it being a growth stock and not. So because Amazon is always being valued as a growth stock, 10% of its business or a big percent of its business being um, physical stores, which are not growing as fast, does impact its valuation. So those two things have been going on. If you look at um, their breakup of revenue, so on a whole, they did about $60 billion of revenue this quarter. And out of that 60, let's look at how much the different segments were. So their online stores was about $40 billion. And then the third-party seller service was about $13 billion, and the fourth, sorry, the third biggest segments now is the physical stores. With the consensus was $4.73 billion, they did 4.4. So, actually, that was a part where they came in below expectations. Again, as we know, their primary incentive behind that is the way they integrated with the Amazon delivery and Prime membership, but on a whole, on itself the physical stores did underperform. And then there are other divisions. Um, subscription services also underperformed a little bit. So some divisions underperformed, and there were some worries about um, what would happen in India and sales going ahead. Those led to their conservative guidance on the coming quarter. And that's how, I guess, the revenue number finally slowing down a little bit puts pressure on how much you value it as a growing opportunity company but at the same time as i said the earnings are continuing to grow fast you're still again taking a step back let's see where we are um the sales are continued to show like 18 to 18 17 to 80 percent growth this year and the next year this used to be a 20 to 30 percent growth story so due to the recent cited above and below <laughs> and before i guess now it's moved to a 15 to 20 percent growth story um, on revenues, about 17-18% for this in the next year. But the EPS growth still is solid, like 30, 40, 50%. So this year is 35%, next year is 
The growth in EPS continues to be strong. Now the next year's earnings is forty dollars in share. So at about sixteen hundred, it's trading at about forty times forward, and about cash neutral. I mean, valuation-wise, this is the best story it has been for a long, long time. Like, let's see; those numbers can come down, can come come down substantially if the margins go down. But for now, um, I think it will spend some time here. The stock is not. It is the cheapest it's been on the valuation matrix, but also with slowing growth, it is in a different mindset that has been in quite a while, right? So the growth used to be accelerating from 20 to 22 to 25 to 30, while the earnings were doubling and quadrupling. That's how we got here in the last two, three years. Now from 30 to 25 to 20 to 17, 18% revenue growth, and from quadrupling down to 45, 35% earnings growth, which is still a lot, but I'm just saying comparatively. So... That would take some adjustments and valuations in, in on a whole. Though I'm still looking to add more. So, on a whole, Amazon is still my third to fourth biggest position. But I'm still looking to add more, and I'm just waiting for you know market to crack a little bit. If it does, um, Amazon is high beta. It will probably take a little bit more beating than the others and could offer an opportunity. So as soon as it goes back again. In 1500s and 1400s, I'm going to look forward to add more. And I think so should you. But the thing is, Microsoft and Amazon, they're not kind of running away right now anywhere. So that's what I feel. And in the last segment, let's talk about Google. So let's come to Google. Now, the company did a beat on top and bottom line. And the revenue growth was a solid 23%. Now, let me say this. The reason why Google like stands apart with all the things we've said and talked about these four companies is while the whole of FANG is going through a little bit of slowing revenue growth right now. So, for example, Microsoft is stabilized um, at about 10 to 12% growth in sales. Facebook had a deceleration, ongoing deceleration, right, from 50 to 40 to 25, 30% in revenue growth to, like, now 20 to 25% growth. Amazon, as we said, in the last year and a half, it's going from 30 to 25 to 20 to 18% growth. While all the fangs right now are focusing a little bit more on bottom line and having slightly slower growth on the bottom line, on the top line, in that environment, Google is the one which is going, like, absolutely strong like now it is it has been having a 21% 22% very consistent growth and now it's at 23% so the one which is the strongest on the top line continues to be google um but then at the same time the thing why the stock did not react that well and to be fair there were some reasons too but not a lot in long term is that while the revenues were up 23%, the operating income for the quarter was only 7%. Um, so there was an effect on the margins. And why? If you look into it, it was due to heavy investments. So the R&D spend, which was, which has been already growing very quick, continues to grow very quick. So it is not going down in percentage with growing growth in revenues. So... Looking back in 2013, the R&D spend per quarter was $1.5 billion. Now it is at $6 billion a quarter. So in the last five years, 
the R&D spend has quadrupled. Um, in this year, in this quarter itself, year on year, the R&D grew 40% from 4.3 to 6 billion dollars. So it seems like the company is very consistently keeping R&D as 12 to 15% of the revenue and is committed to it. You know, usually when the growth in terms of sales is growing so quick, you expect like, oh, how much can you spend more, you know? Um, so eventually they start, the rate of uh, growth in investments starts to tone down a little bit and the continuation in growth outpaces um, the R&D investments and then that's how one of the reasons why the margins keep increasing in a business if you start go from a startup to a mature business, right? But here, I think they're still finding a lot of different areas to invest in, and I don't blame them. I mean, they've been ahead of time in investing so much, and they continue to see opportunities. I mean, who am I going to bank on to use my money? Would, do I prefer them to pay me dividend and me using that money, or would I have them reinvest in the business in different areas they're looking at? I personally would always bank on them going back because their return on investment, invested capital, has been so good that if now they feel is the time to invest more in AI and machine learning and be the absolute leader, I think they have the best talent in the world. They have one of the most best balance sheets in the world. If they feel at this point that they want to spend more to invent and continue to lead in new areas, I'm all for it personally. So while the stock reaction was muted because the operating income was not that much high, I would say the core business is profitable. It's not like the core business profitability is going down. The core business is still profitable. The operating margin and sorry, income is going down because you're making that money and spending it somewhere else. And depending on the talent they have and the return on investments they've generated, I do believe uh, very comfortable. I'm very comfortable. And I do believe that they will get appropriate returns on that. So again, taking a step back, if you see the company now owns eight brands with more than eight products with over a billion monthly users each. Them being Google Search, Android, Gmail, Maps, YouTube, Google Play, Chrome, and Google Drive. Independently, if you were valuing them as an individual company, on like a tops down approach tops top to bottom approach sometimes you could be like valuing one individual company with you know a billion users what would you value it as many companies could reach a hundred billion dollar valuation on their own i would bet google sorry i would bet youtube by itself reaches more than 150 billion dollars i mean if you look at how netflix and youtube run and youtube has way more content and dedicated users uh, so we could value that at about 150. Again, I'm not saying like bottoms up. I'm not giving you any numbers that I worked on. I'm just like saying from top to bottom. If you look at that, then Google search, Android, Gmail, Maps, especially with the potential it has, YouTube, Google Play, which has higher margins, Chrome, and Drive. All of these businesses can be like, let's say if you value them $100 billion each, some could be more, some could be less, some could be really less, but with a lot of potential, like maps. Um, right now, if you put them together, that would be $800 billion. Like, Google has a reason why it has come to where it is now. And although most of the revenue is being uh, generated by Google, as in Google search, uh, 
that doesn't really tell us a lot in terms of they haven't broken down, you know, like how much how much search revenue comes from YouTube. We don't really know. So that's like an opaque part a little bit that we would get more clarity. That would be really good. But on a whole, all of these services continue to generate revenues and not even like the hardware piece we're talking about, just these services that generate a lot of revenues, like 90% of the revenues, more than that. All of them put together in the market cap right now is $774 billion and it has $102 billion in cash. So that's like 15%, almost 13 to 15%. So again, taking a step back, Looking at the stock positioning, Google continues right now to be my second biggest position, and I continue to add to it, and I will want to continue to add to it. The next time, again, the market corrects. Um, right now, at $672 billion enterprise value, it's trading at a forward P of 20. <laughs> yep, and it has a 15% cash, as I said, 13 to 15%. So, on a whole, the revenues continue to grow at 20%. 23% for this quarter, but projected for this year and next year is 20 and 18%. So there is a slightly deceleration priced in for next year. Let's see how that goes. Hopefully there's not a quarter. Um, I mean, what we're projecting basically right now, the numbers, the analysts, they're looking at there would be a quarter where Google would go and say, like, you know, there was a considerable slowdown we saw, in which case devaluation will go down. But looking at the valuation right now, I think that's what we're pricing in. We are pricing in a deceleration going ahead. How it will plan out, I don't really know because I haven't done like the bottoms up calculation of the search revenue. But at this point, at even 20 to 18% or even 15% growth, like if you told me Google has 15% revenue growth, even then it seems pretty good priced. Um, on the earnings side, we're still having about 15 to 20% annual growth maybe a little less with more investments but even with that it's a 15 to 20 percent growth story and it's trading at 20 times forward with 15 percent in cash so x cash you'd be like 18 to 17 times i mean this is the market multiple stock that is clearly moats around its business model around data around the biggest advances in tech which would decide and change a lot of industries like way more we haven't even talked about so i believe very comfortable in google investing more money and as far as it's not a dip in the operational profitability in their ongoing businesses and as far as they're making more money and investing more money frankly if you ask me i'm gonna i'm gonna really bank a lot of money and giving them to invest where they have rather than taking it elsewhere or making other choices so unless you really feel that they're making really bad investments or the culture has gone bad or that they would invest a lot of money that would be unproductive in ways that are very lavish i haven't heard of anything yet like that i'm very impressed by their innovation and new things and really, really long moonshot projects which will take many years to turn around. But when they do, I hope they would bring in a lot of money. So right now they have about $109 billion, sorry, in cash and $23 billion in free cash flow this year. So everything looks pretty good. I think it's really well valued um, attractively as in. And I would put Facebook and Google as the two companies that are attractively valued and Microsoft and Amazon in the category that would spend some time here. So that's my conclusion of all the earnings. What were the 
key things that were being watched. Where did they outperform? When did they underperform? What does the story look like when you take a step back at this year and next year's revenue projections, earning projections, valuations right now? What is my positioning and how am I changing it? Facebook and Google continuing to add right now. Microsoft and Amazon really wanting to, but I feel like they would spend a little bit more time here. So I'm looking at the um, chances for a market pullback to add more on them. So that was me. This was the insights. If you have more companies you would like to know or uh, about their earnings, is there some sector you would want me to cover? Is there another company, specific companies that you would want me to look at their earnings? If any of those things you would like to request, I would really like to know. So let me know in any social media channel that you're listening this through or got to know about this. Come in there, tag me so that I know. And as always, please subscribe to the channel if you feel like this is a value add, if this helps you understanding or keep update of anything and share it with your friends because that's all the word of mouth that I'm relying on. So hope you enjoyed this episode and hope you found it helpful. Thank you very much.